theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Hello, Planet Earth. Today is Concourse Sunday, and we are not recording this live on Concourse Sunday. That would just be pretty much impossible to do. But we feel like it's important for us to discuss it on the day of the show. And this has been a part of our life for quite some time now. Yes, it has. So we're talking about the Pebble Beach Concorde Elegance, which is a classic car show that's been going on for, as of this year, 70 years. Yes, and it has become quite a big part of our life, something that we appreciate and look forward to every year. This year is going to be interesting, though, because unfortunately, for the first time, they had to cancel the show last year. The year they they did postpone one year and through its history, but yeah. that ended up happening. Did it happen the same Late, year? Yeah, or? it happened later on in the yeah. year. Yeah. So this is the first time that they actually had to skip a full year, and so this the last time we had one was in twenty nineteen. Yep, seems doesn't even seem that long ago, but it really was a long time ago. I know. And this is going to be different because of the pandemic and I think the biggest difference that I'm going to see is the lack of international entrance and attendees yes. and judges as well and that's that's a little bit that's disappointing to me there's a lot of people that you know we've become close friends with that yeah. we, we see once a year at Pebble Beach and they don't have the ability to be there this year and that's um that's a bit of a heartbreaker for me. It is. It's disappointing, but it's understandable given the current circumstances yeah. of the world. Um, a lot of them really tried, really, really tried to yeah. get over uh, to to the event, and you know, it's it's really hard. I mean, one of the, one of the things that's become super clear is how difficult it is to really put on a live event of this magnitude mm-hmm. during a pandemic. I mean, it is really, really difficult in a year that doesn't have a pandemic, let alone when there is one and there's so much uncertainty of how, you know, what's going on. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we've had this in our, this event in our life for a long time. We've been working with it. It's really, you know, we call uh, the, you know, the people who we see once a year at this event every year, like our Concord family, because it really is such an interesting um, community of, of individuals who, you know, have been coming year after year after year, every year, this is the event that they come to. And, right. it, and, and it really is the penultimate event in, if you're into classic cars. I mean, mm-hmm. this, is, this is the Super Bowl of the classic car show, the Concours around the world. Yeah. Um, you know, Concours d'Elegance is French. That's, you know, that's definitely, it, it started off over in, in France, you know, showing uh, cars, classic cars and whatnot. And Pebble Beach Concours, um, it, it's been going on, like I said, for 70 years. And it's really become the most prestigious and competitive um, show field in terms of classic car shows yes around the world and it is very international which is why it is why it kind of breaks our heart that you know that's a huge element of this is Mm -hmm. it's not just an american thing this is like a global event yeah where people from all over all cultures and all different designs of cars from from past years and decades are celebrated right so i think it's important for us to give a little bit of background on how the concord became a part of our life 
and I think you should start it off. I mean, you went when you were a little kid too, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm from Carmel, which is the little um, cute beach town right next to Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach is a gated um, area of its own, essentially. It has its own zip code, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's its own kind of little little land in in the Monterey Peninsula. But yeah, it's it takes place on the golf course at Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Um, golf links and yeah I've been going since I was a kid my, my dad was involved with um, the various different events around the peninsula I mean it really is beyond I mean it's it's Pebble Beach Automotive Week and it goes all there are so many different events that happen all week long um, but it all kind of the catalyst of that entire week is it all you know like basically comes to that concourse Sunday everyone's there for that Mm -hmm. and um yeah I've been going since I was a kid you've been going since you were a kid right but then you got a job yeah so I I my first job out of of university was um working for the 2010 Pebble Beach U.S. Open um which is a golf tournament by USGA and once that was over um I decided to uh take a job with the Pebble Beach Concours um I really love the idea of well, I love art and history together. And to me, you know, cars, these old classic cars really have so much um, character and it really, they have stories and it's just, it's such a fascinating little world. It's very niche, but I loved the stories behind the cars. I loved the designs and the art and the fact that it was a very international um you know, community and event in general really was one of the big things that drew me into um, wanting to be a part of the event. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, and you know, the thing that I love about this event is, is, is these cars are beautiful. The history, the stories and everything like that are amazing, but it really comes down to the people who are there year after year. And it's the people who come, whether they're the entrance, the judges, even the people who are uh, coming in from the sponsors, the companies that come in, you know, different automotive manufacturers, but it's also even the people who put on the event. And then of course, you know, the day of show comes and it's like magic. It really is. It's like you kind of get transported back in time in a way, but not into one specific era of a, of, of a moment in history. You're hmm. surrounded by, you know, pre-war cars which is you know the war pre-war is world war ii so mm-hmm. you've also got really antique vintage cars that were you know made in the early 1900s and they're still beautifully they're still there they're still beautiful and displayed and well taken care of and you know you just gotta get a sense of these these artifacts like the, these are basically artifacts of history and mm-hmm. art um, and you can kind of see the grand spectrum of the evolution of the automobile which is a huge uh, part of human history i think as well it's you know a huge part of transportation it's the way that we got around for a long time and we still, still get is. around yeah yeah and the night the cool thing too is that you're you don't only get the sense of the you know profound history and the evolution of the car the full spectrum and the best of the best cars are there i mean there's a whole selection process for um, how cars actually come there and i think there's you know just usually just over 200 cars every year in the show coming from all over the world and we have specific classes and different car marks like i I remember we had you know the uh, maharaja cars that were um, basically owned by the royal uh, maharaja families in india and those were celebrated one year they have different you know aspects and this year we're celebrating the best of show cars all the different best of shows that have won over the years Mm -hmm. because it's the 70th year anniversary but you don't only get the history but you also even get the future so a lot of i mean car manufacturers actually bring concept cars to show what the future of the cars might look like moving forward so it's nice when they integrate the future designs with some part of their history yeah and 
the more that I've been around, the, from beginning to end, the more I recognize some of these classic cars, the more I see little components or aesthetics of yeah. the history in the newer cars. I mean, you can see it all the way in every single Mercedes-Benz. There are little tiny ways that they give a little bit of a thumbs up to the old school style from the very beginning, which very is kind of, kind of a cool thing, uh, something that you don't really recognize or appreciate until you acknowledge what the original Mercedes-Benz look like. And so yeah. there's a lot of little factors. I got into it as a little kid, went there with my pops who was working around there, and then I've helped out with the international cars that have been going there for quite the for forever ever since I I can remember but I um unfortunately there's not going to be too many international cars this year but that's okay there's still a lot of incredible cars that will be there from the United States and I'm looking what are you most excited for uh, for this event because there is a lot to be excited for it will be different but I still think that we should be grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it again it's yeah. been a long time i agree i know it was really really sad actually to not have a year of concord and i never really you know you don't really understand how much something means to you until it's gone sometimes you know and it's not gone it's here but it's it was um you know it it, 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 it basically has become um, something that we look forward to. Like, I'm not really one for traditions or even holidays for that fact. So, you know, but this is something that I do look forward to mainly because of the people. I am really, really excited to see some of our, our dear friends that we only see when this event happens and to connect with them and to just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just some, it's a sense of camaraderie in a way that um, I haven't really quite felt with another live event, right? Everyone's there. Um, specifically because they have a passion for these old cars, right? And they have a passion for the history and the stories. And it's amazing. Some of our friends are some of the best experts in their field of a particular, um, you know, era of cars or, you know, authenticity or restoration. I mean, you get the whole gamut of people in the automotive world. I mean, you you get um, the top restoration um, mechanics from around the world to come there. You get some of the top designers. You get some of the old race race drivers, you know, mm -hmm. who basically, you know, really paved the way to what F1 is now or Indy 500 is now. And so you really get kind of the whole, um, you, you, you can digest the immense amount of history and celebration that um, all these people kind of come together and, and bring. Yeah, I would say all of the people that you've just uh, talked about, they all their identity is embedded in this car type of world. Yeah. Like it is who they are. It's obvious for a historical car racer that that's their identity, but yeah. for the collectors, for the restorers, I mean, it's beyond a career. It's beyond a hobby. It's who they are. And this is their passion. This is what they live for. And it's exciting to see anyone that's that passionate about anything yeah. in all honesty. And that's when you get to see the best of the best. If you meet someone whose passion is cooking, it's going to be good food. And yeah. so when you meet someone that's passion is collecting classic cars or restoring classic cars, you know it's going to be the best. Yeah. And so it is, a, uh, it is the most amazing outdoor museum in the most beautiful setting. Yeah. And I am very excited to be able to, you know, to walk around and appreciate it. For me, because it's so busy on Sunday, I try to have at least, you know, 
30 minutes on the day of show to walk around and appreciate some of the cars. I love seeing the judges do their thing. That's like a, that to me is like a front row seat to a sport. But I think that the main time that I get to appreciate the cars is honestly the day before when I'm just getting the cars yeah. on the field and there's not so many crowds and I'm not running around as much as I get the chance to like see the layout, see what, you know, some people put their cars out early. Some people drive their cars on the field on Sunday and um, any, any time that I can have like a little bit of a moment of breath to appreciate it is a time that reminds me of why we bust our booties off for this event and I know we'll get some of that time. I do too. Yeah, that's the thing about this event is we are working it, right? So we're not just there to enjoy it, although that's part of it, hopefully. Um, it, we're really working on the ground and kind of running around all all week, all month, really, um, to just help the event actually go off as flawless as it possibly can. And so I think one of my favorite moments during Concourse Sunday is in the morning, early morning, there's this thing we call the Dawn Patrol, which is basically... Uh, you know, when the, like John said, when the cars actually line up and drive onto the show field. And it's just something really special because there aren't too many people. The crowds aren't all there yet. It's, yeah, it's like sunrise. It's like sun. It's like We're dark. out there and it's pitch black. Yeah. First cars are on the field and it's dark and they're using their headlights to find out where they got to be exactly. positioning their vehicle. Exactly. But there's this like energy in the air where everyone's so excited. It's like you're buzzing and you actually get to see the owners and their family or their friends or whatnot in the, in the cars driving onto the show field. Yeah. You get to hear the cars run. You smell the fumes. Yep. That's a special thing too. It really is and so I'm really excited um, to also yeah see the cars themselves because it's just it's a to- it's one thing to look at it on the internet it's a totally different thing when you actually get to see the cars up close and you just kind of I can't it's almost like you can't even believe someone made this you know over like 100 years ago even you know we have mm-hmm. cars that are you know, that were, were made over a hundred years ago. Um, we also have, you know, more post-war cars as well, which are all always very interesting because you could definitely see the lineage of the cars today from those as well, probably more so than the really older ones. But my favorite era is definitely, you know, uh, pre-war yeah. really old. And I love the ones that are, um, that are basically preserved. I mean, they, they didn't need a restoration that someone actually took so much good, great care of that car. You can actually see, it in its original form. It's yeah. very, it's it's very rare. But those are some of the ones that kind of take take my breath away. But yeah, let's break that down because you're you're not referring to like the era of horseless carriages. You're no. referring to pre-war, as in this is you know to me the best way I could describe it to anyone is it's like the Great Gatsby time period, yeah. and these vehicles were the most luxurious uh, pieces of art, moving art that had great utility but when they were on the road people were astonished and it was making a very big statement Mm. and even today you can still get that vibe when they're driving around yeah that it's like holy cow i mean you never see these these cars on the road like ever never and they are really beautiful to look at they're they really are pieces of art that that you can drive and they i don't know they they're, they're wild. There's nothing like them today on the road. I mean, no. everything, well, even the like most craziest supercar, the one-of-one supercar, it still has got nothing on what those cars were and represented in a time period when 
I think, you know, you're transitioning from horses to cars. I mean, it would yeah. be as if we're entering a new era of transportation and everyone's like astonished with just one, the fact that you have a vehicle and then two, what the level of a passion that was put into the design of the vehicle from the engine to the coach work. It's very, very complex, very exciting. And yeah, there's a lot stuffed into one item. Yeah, there really is because it was, it was the, it was the era of, you know, coach built cars. So it's not like the it, cars at, at that point where right now we're in mass production, right? You can buy a Prius and all the Priuses are supposed to be the exact same. Right. And there's a uh, consistency and efficiency in that. But this was a time where each car, I mean, you've got the chassis and then you had the opportunity to actually hire someone to actually design kind of a one-off type of a car. And, um, so yeah, I mean, if you see them on the road, you're, it, it, it's back then they were amazing. And even today they would, they would turn everyone's head as well. And mm -hmm. to me, that's just, um, it's just, it's just really cool. But one of the things that I, one of the classes I am really excited to see in person are, is the electric car class. So electric cars are like actually not a new technology. Um, they, it surprises a lot of people. If you haven't, if you're not into cars, I understand why this wouldn't be, you know, popular information, but you know, electric cars go back to the early 1900s, even in the, in the very late 1980s. You mean um, 1890s, sorry, yeah. 1890s. And so we're going to be able to see some of the best electric cars, um, like one of, of of that era of like really early electric cars. We're talking like antique era, okay? Like Thomas Edison's electric car is going to mm -hmm. be there, which I think is so fascinating because, you know, Thomas Edison is one of those pioneers in electricity. He's so debatably the most famous inventor that's ever existed on planet earth yeah debatably and, and he's definitely i mean he was really good friends with um with ford the original ford and henry henry and so it'll just be interesting to see that there's also going to be an electric car that was used as um the daily driver for uh some of the first ladies in the white house um so i mean it's just it's just the history is a huge part of it but it's also just going to be so fascinating to see what electric cars looked like back then and the fact that you know, that's kind of the new uh, movement right now today in cars that we're kind of full circle coming back to electricity. Yeah. But if any car manufacturers looking at only combustion, you're going to get left in the dust. Yeah. And I think it's pretty evident, especially like this year, it was like a big coming out party for a lot of car manufacturing companies saying we're going all in on electric. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's the inevitable future. It is. Well, and what's interesting, too, is um, actually the the first, very first Tesla Roadster was originally debuted at the Pebble Beach Concours. Yeah. It was it didn't really have any f fancy booth or anything like that, but the original founders before Elon Musk came on board uh, brought it to Pebble Beach and displayed it and made some of their first sales at Pebble Beach. And so, you know, to just know, like, that's, like, probably the most known household electric vehicle car company at least in the united states to hmm. so know that that maybe you, even globally at this maybe point. yeah exactly and we've had other electric car companies um who continue to come to pebble beach as well because that is the wave of the future and so mm -hmm. yeah i just think that you know i love this event i'm so excited that today is happening i mean there were so many times where we didn't know if it was actually going to happen or not yeah and i'm just i'm really grateful that it can happen i hope everything goes well and everyone stays safe and really 
just so excited to be able to experience one of our favorite events in the whole world together again. Lots to be grateful for. So thank you all for listening to our episode. we got to go back to work, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.